If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. The following content is brought to you by Orange Thunder and Abigail 13. Hey everyone, on today's episode of Nintendo Switchcraft, we'll be talking about the rumors of a new Nintendo Switch on the way, possibly with 4K. We'll be discussing Pyra and Mithra coming to Smash Brothers, as well as Apex Legends finally uh, coming to the Nintendo Switch. Those stories, maybe more, on this episode of Nintendo Switchcraft. Before we get started, if you are watching this on the YouTube version Uh, Go ahead and click on the buttons down below. It really does help out. And if you are watching this on the YouTube version and you want to check out the audio version, which you can take with you wherever you go, super easy to do. Find your favorite podcast player and search for Nintendo Switchcraft and then go ahead and subscribe. Let's start with the uh, the big stuff today. There's, of course more rumors going around that there is a new Nintendo Switch SKU that's on its way. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second, but but first I want to discuss the uh, tendency that Nintendo has with revising their hardware. Uh, Nintendo's been doing this for an ex- a, a very long time. I mean, I remember back in the era of the NES, I was working at a video game store called Babbage's, And uh, we had the NES and we had the Super NES, but we also had like a top loading NES uh, system that you could, you know, instead of opening up the slot and putting it in like a VCR, you would slap the cartridge down uh, in a slot on the top, which was really weird looking, especially because the cartridges for the NES were so big. But uh, that's something that we had like it was a it was a new version of of the Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, quite often when they do something like that, and they do it a lot, uh, we'll talk more about that in a second, uh, it's usually because they have found ways to manufacture the devices for less money. Nintendo is no stranger to doing uh, mid-gen hardware revisions. They do it more often with their handheld devices, which the Nintendo Switch is a handheld device. I mean, if you look at the the, the GBA, it had the GBA and the GBA SP. We had m- many different versions of the Nintendo DS. And then the 3DS, we had a whole slew of different SKUs of the 3DS that you could uh, you know, choose based on both price and what you were looking for. And then they even did a, you know, a spec bump with the 3DS when they brought out the new, which is a terrible name, by the way. God, I hope they don't do this with the Switch Pro. I think it's a Switch Pro. Um, I hope they don't do this with the new version of the Switch, calling it the new Nintendo Switch, because that's terrible uh, nomenclature. But they they had the uh, the new 
Nintendo 3DS. And the the real big difference with that is it was much better at tracking where your eyes were looking so that the 3D effect worked way, way better. It also had a little bit more power, and because it had just a little bit more power, it was able to run certain games. Now, very few people actually, well, people, very few publishers actually took advantage of that extra hardware. And I would say that's probably because it happened so late in the life cycle of the 3DS. By the time it came out, uh, th- there just wasn't very much reason for uh, third-party publishers to really jump on that. So uh, I believe that there were one or two other games besides Xenoblade Chronicles, like the one that you can play on the Nintendo Switch, you could play it on the 3DS. In my opinion, it wasn't a great experience. I did buy a new Nintendo 3DS, and that hardware was fantastic, absolutely wonderful. But that game, it just didn't really work well. Uh, the other thing with the new Nintendo 3DS is that it had a thumb a thumb stick on the right, but it wasn't really. It was more like a C stick, if you think like a GameCube controller, uh, which made it great for Smash, uh, and it worked passably for Xenoblade Chronicles, but it wasn't a true thumbstick, just like the left side wasn't a true thumbstick on the 3DS either. But all of that being said, uh, like, why am I talking about all this? I'm talking about all this because there's, again, rumors that Nintendo is going to do a mid-gen refresh of the Nintendo Switch. And if you look at things that Mr. Furukawa has said in the past, he said, basically, look, man, we're only halfway through the Nintendo Switch's life cycle, which is kind of tough to believe because you look at the PS5 or the Xbox Series X, and both of those devices are wildly more powerful than the 3DS. Now, a lot of people don't buy Nintendo hardware because they're looking for the most powerful console. They tend to buy a Nintendo console because they want access to Nintendo games. And Nintendo games are never ones to really push the power envelope. They're always ones to uh, just invent new ways of having fun, which is why I'm a huge fan of Nintendo. Uh, This is why I do a podcast about it. But it makes it really difficult for third-party publishers to bring their games to the Nintendo Switch that they're making for other platforms. So perhaps Nintendo is considering doing a mid-gen refresh that will increase the power of the Nintendo Switch. So what is it that uh, is rumored to come in the quote-unquote Switch Pro or new Nintendo Switch? Uh, Well, apparently it's going to have a larger Samsung OLED uh, touchscreen, 7-inch touchscreen. Right now, I believe that there's a 6.4-inch touchscreen on the Nintendo Switch. So if you look, it's it's going to be a little bit less than an inch bigger. But when you're talking about a screen that's that small to begin with, an extra inch of um, uh, diagonally, uh, that's actually a pretty big increase. And actually, if you look at your Nintendo Switch, what you'll probably see is that If this is true, the bezel would simply disappear. On the Nintendo Switch, there's a pretty chunky bezel 
uh, all the way around the screen. And, you know, I've said um, in all of the times that I've talked about possible updates to the Nintendo Switch, that's the thing that I have always said needs to go is get rid of that bezel. Give me a slightly uh, bigger screen. Now, I always said that that was going to be an increase in resolution. That way you don't get the blockiness uh, that comes with taking a lower resolution image and increasing it on or increasing this size. Basically, if you take a 720p screen, which is what the Nintendo Switch has now, and you simply just increase the size of that screen, but keep it at the same resolution. And that's what the rumors are saying. You get some blockiness that comes along with taking all of the pixels and making them bigger, essentially. Uh, in fact, this happened when we went from the 3DS to the 3DS XL. Um, one of the bad things about getting the bigger screen on the 3DS XL was the whole fact that they stayed at a resolution, uh, a lower resolution. It was either 240 or 480, ridiculously low resolution. Uh, whatever the resolution was, I can't remember off the top of my head. Uh, they stayed with that resolution and then they increased the screen size. So when you were playing on a 3DS XL, everything looked kind of blurry compared to playing on uh, the like the regular size 3DS. So the rumors that the Nintendo Switch Pro or new, whatever, uh, the, the rumors that it's going to have a 7-inch screen, which is slightly bigger, although percentage-wise, it's actually a, a pretty big jump, but stay with the 720p resolution, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. I would hope that they would make it a little bit bigger resolution-wise just so that the image retains the clarity that we have at this point. Um, but that's the that's the rumor. Now, why would they stick with 720p? Well, whenever you're talking about a portable device, all of the trade-offs that you have to make, every single trade-off that you have to make for a portable portable device is all about two things, heat and battery. And ha- keeping it at 720p means that the processor doesn't have to work nearly as hard which means it's not going to generate nearly as much heat. Uh, and then you're not going to have to vent that heat out. Con- uh, in addition to that, uh, it's also not going to take a huge impact on the battery. So you might hear all of that and say to yourself, all right, well, why would I bother to buy uh, a new Nintendo Switch, uh, the Pro, if it's just a slightly bigger screen? Well, for me, um, I don't know that I would. But here's what it says in the rumors. Uh, it's also reportedly capable of running a 4K resolution when docked. Now, if you have a 4K TV and you hook up or you play a game at 1080p on, say, on a 4K TV, then you're going to get some of that blurriness as the image is upscaled from 1080p to 4K. Is it enough to really make a big deal about? No, I don't think so. I don't think it's really that big of a deal. But to some people, it's a big deal. It never really bothered me. So there's more than just this this uh, report that claims that Nintendo 
is basically trying to make sure that the Switch stays relevant in an industry where the numbers just keep going up because the Nintendo Switch is like super fire right now. It's incredibly popular. It's flying off the shelves. Nintendo has never had uh, a product that has sold this quickly. Uh, It's already overtaken a bunch of Nintendo's past milestones, and it is on its way to easily outsell the Wii and possibly uh, all other Nintendo consoles at some point. Um, But it's going to be tough for some publishers to bring their games to the Nintendo Switch. So they need to make it a little bit more powerful so that they can kind of keep up with the Joneses. Now, are we going to have PS5 or Xbox Series X level graphics on a tablet? No, but maybe you'll be able to run games on the Nintendo Switch that you otherwise wouldn't be able to. And that right there, I don't know how I feel about that. While, hey, that means more ports for the Nintendo Switch, it also means that there's going to be some consumer confusion. When you when somebody goes into a store and they say, oh, man, remember when you could go to stores? Uh, anyway, remember uh, when somebody goes into a store and they say, hey, my nephew, uh, my niece, my granddaughter, they have a Nintendo Switch. I want to buy a game for them. What's a popular game? Oh, well, this game uh, just came out. It's incredibly popular. And uh, here you go. You can buy it and they can play it on their Nintendo Switch. So then you know, this awesome relative, you know, wraps up the gift and they hand it to a uh, little junior or uh, Sally or whatever. And sure enough, it doesn't run on their Nintendo Switch because by bringing out a more powerful system, you've now possibly bifurcated the market. This happened with the Nintendo new, I'm sorry, the new Nintendo 3DS. There were games that only ran on the new Nintendo 3DS, like Xenoblade Chronicles. Didn't run on the old 3DS. Now, of course, it said that on the package, but if you're getting something as a gift for somebody, you might not be aware of which one that they have. You just know, well, it's that thing with the controls that come on and off on the side. So that could cause uh, some, some confusion with uh, people who are buying games. I also worry, whenever you talk about bifurcating the market, this is a fear that I had with the uh, the, the past generation of Xbox and PlayStation. When they bought out, brought out the PS4 Pro and the Xbox One uh, X, just making sure I'm saying the right letters and stuff. Uh, when they brought those out, I was always worried that what would happen is one of two things developers would ignore them meaning that you didn't really get anything out of it or that uh, and why would they do that would they, they would do that because hey look there's way more people that have a ps4 than have a ps4 pro so we're gonna make our games for the lowest common denominator everybody who has a ps4 pro can play the ps4 games but maybe not the other way around but that didn't happen uh sony and microsoft they handled it well And they said, if you're going to make a game for our systems, just make it run better on the newer systems, but make sure that it still runs on the older systems. If Nintendo does that, that's a big deal. 
and it's awesome. If, however, Nintendo does what they did with the uh, th- the new Nintendo 3DS, I think that's a absolutely huge mammoth mistake. Now, there's this story. Uh, there's this continuation on this story from Nintendo enthusiasts. They have a quote uh, from a recent. Look, first off, for, this is a, a a guy on the internet saying a thing. All right, we don't know if he knows stuff, uh, but I guess that they've had some success with predicting things in the past. Uh, but this uh, person who goes by the handle of Nate Drake uh, said that the new model will have exclusive releases of its own. Here's the quote. There will be some select exclusive ex- exclusives, especially from third-party publishers. May not be a bigger number of them, but I know of at least one. Like I said, we saw it on the Nintendo or the new Nintendo 3DS. Didn't really work out all that well for the new Nintendo 3DS. But I don't think that that's the reason that it didn't work out all that well. Here's what's going to happen. Let's say that they do uh, allow publishers to just target the the 4K Switch. Um, if that's the case, then one of two things will happen. Uh, either very few games will get made for this new system, in which case there's really not very much incentive to buy it. And why? Because there's there's 20 million Nintendo Switches out there now. And that's 20 million potential customers. So I'm going to make my game for them, not for the people that buy this new thing. Uh, it's just not going to work. However, the other side of the coin is, if you want to port your game and there's no way that your game is going to run on the old Nintendo Switch, well, now you have a potential set of customers that you would not otherwise have, people who bought the Nintendo Switch Pro or whatever it's going to be called. So I don't know. I think that there's some good things and some bad things about this. Of course, it's all rumor and speculation, and only time will tell if it happens. But if it's going to happen, I think halfway through the Nintendo Switch's life cycle is a good time to do it. And it makes a lot of sense to bring out a system that can keep up with the Joneses so that we can get ports from these other uh, platforms. What do you think? Let me know in uh, the comments down below if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. All right, let's move on. Uh, very quickly, I'm going to talk about Pyra and Mithra. If you haven't watched the the whole thing, Mr. Uh, uh, Masahiro Sakurai, uh, he got in on, on camera and made some jokes about being all by himself. And uh, he talked all about Pyra and Mithra. If you didn't know, uh, we had a Nintendo Direct. As part of that Nintendo Direct, they announced that Pyra and Mithra from Xenoblade Chronicles 2 fantastic game by the way uh they were going to be joining smash and uh you should watch the nintendo direct if you missed it you could also watch the entire uh 30 ish minute breakdown video where mr sakurai went through and explained all of the move sets for pyra slash mithra so just to recap very quickly pyra mithra they're one character so you select one character at the character select screen and your down smash switches back and forth between them, kind of like how you used to be able to be Zelda 
and switched to Sheik in Smash Brothers games in the past. Uh, they ended up splitting those characters into two uh, fighters at, at some point in the past. I can't remember when. I think it was Smash 4, which was on the 3DS and the uh, the Wii U. I could be wrong about that. I'm not sure. Feel free to let me know how wrong I am in the uh, comment section down below. So this is part of Challenger Pack 9, uh, which is... I'm sorry. This is Challenger Pack 9. It's part of the Ultimate Fighters Pass Volume 2. I ended up getting the first volume... I'm not picking up the second one, mostly because I never played any of the characters from the first volume. I just end up playing as Pac-Man all the time. Um, the other characters that are in this are Min Min from ARMS. I love ARMS, and I would love to play as Min Min, but I'm, no, I, I probably won't. Steve and Alex from Minecraft, Craft, uh, Sephiroth from Final Fantasy, and now we've got Mithra and Pyra, which are one character. Uh, so here's what they had to say about Pyra and Mithra. Uh, they're technically one fighter from the selection screen, but you can alternate between them at any time during battle. Pyra specializes in power, while Mithra is very, very fast. Uh, by changing between the two fighters, players can juggle attacking with powerful abilities with Pyra and then swiftly leaping around uh, the battlefield with Mithra, which sounds really, really cool. It also sounds like something that's at a, a skill level that is way beyond me. I'm just happy uh, when when things are pretty simple. I think that this character, everything that I saw about this character looked fantastic, but also seemed like it had not only a high skill floor in order to be proficient with that character, uh, but also a pretty high skill ceiling. Like you can probably be incredibly uh, overpowered with this character combination because of the ability to switch back and forth and knowing when to do things at the right time or maybe being able to choose based on who you're matched up against. That's always very interesting. I know when you've got a char uh, a game that has 80 characters in it, it's hard to stay balanced across the board. And so there's always going to be some characters that are meta-powered higher than others and other and some that are lower. I don't really care about that. I just like getting on and beating up, uh, beating up on on my friends when I play Smash Brothers. Uh, so that's just for me. Along with it, of course, there's music from the game, but then there's also uh, a new stage. Uh, the new stage is called Cloud Sea of Allrest, and basically, if you've played Xenoblade Chronicles Two, you know that like there's these giant creatures. And like they are walking, flying through the clouds and you live on their backs. And the main character of Xenoblade Chronicles 2, his name is Rex. He rides around on his, essentially his ship, but his ship is like sentient and he's riding around on his friend. The character's name is Gramps uh, and you ride around on Gramps and Gramps is the stage basically uh, that's coming along with the Pyramithra stuff. Now, what's really cool about this stage, and I think it's fantastic, is because you're riding on this creature's back, it, his head is always moving around uh, as he's looking at stuff as he flies by these things. So first off, it's a mobile stage, so you're you're flying past stuff in the background, which is really awesome, but it's also like a living stage. 
And so he'll turn his head to look at things as he passes them. And maybe you were just about to grab a hold and climb back on a state on the stage after getting launched. And then he, the stage turns its head away and you miss. That's really, really funny. Now, of course, the Omega uh, doesn't have that, uh, the, like the moving parts or anything because they just want it to be, you know, no randomness to the game, just pure who's the better player. Uh, so that that's not in everything, but I just think it's cool. I also really like the way that they showed that if you're paying close attention, you can know ahead of time that he's about to turn his head and maybe launch somebody off the stage at that point. This is the kind of skill level stuff that I'll never be able to do, but you can launch somebody off the stage at that point and they'll know that they're not going to be able to get back because he's about to turn his head. I thought that that was really neat. And uh, overall, I think it's cool. Uh, definitely not enough to get me to plunk down. I know it's only six bucks, but it's, I think it's 30 bucks for the whole series. And I just, I don't, I don't play smash enough anymore. I got like hundred some hours in it. I I just don't see myself going back to it. And if I do, it's Pac-Man, uh, all day long. All right. Last thing that I'm going to talk about, and this is very quickly, we did finally get to see some gameplay of my absolute favorite, uh, shooter battle royale and that is apex legends it is coming to the nintendo switch uh it looks great it looks like it runs really well of course i don't think that they're going to put out some poor quality stuff my guess is it's going to be pretty good this is a uh, the, the 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 devs not ea ea is the publisher uh the devs did a fantastic job on that game. It's so fun, incredibly fun. All the different characters are fantastic, and the way that you move around the map in Apex Legends is so addictive. It's just fantastic the way you can slide down slopes, and if you're uh, playing as the robot guy whose name is Pathfinder, I think his name is, uh, he has like a grappling hook that he can grab a hold of stuff and then start swinging around. It's crazy. Uh, But the way that you move in that game is just absolutely amazing. Uh, the game, I, I mean, just from what I what I looked at when I saw the, the like the the footage, definitely seems like lower resolution. I I'm not going to sit here and tell you the frame rate. I'm, I'm not somebody who counts frames. Uh, I'm going to guess it's going to be running at 30 frames per second and not 60. It doesn't really matter as long as it's a stable frame rate. Now, I believe it's going to have crossplay with the other platforms, which. That's an awesome thing because that means that you're going to be able to play with a large pool of people, but you also have to keep in mind that that means that there's going to be some people who are playing at 60 frames per second and you're going to be playing on the Switch at 30 frames per second or whatever it happens to be. It's not going to be as smooth for you. It's not going to be as good. And that means that you are at a disadvantage. This is why Fortnite... Uh, when they they eventually they decided you know what we'll pool the Nintendo Switch people with the people who are on their phones uh, because they have a similar frame rate. Uh, that way they're a little more fair. Although I would say that puts all of the Switch people at a huge advantage over the people that they're playing against on phones because the people who are playing on phones are using touchscreen controls. At the same time, I've seen video of some kid playing uh, Fortnite on his uh, on his iPad and just destroying everyone around him. Uh, just show, goes to show you that not everybody uh, wants to use sticks and buttons as much as you know people like me. Uh, but Apex Legends comes out on the 9th, I believe, 
And uh, if you if you like download it right away, it's a free game. If you download it right away, you can get uh, like a free Pathfinder skin where it's like red and white, like kind of Switch themed. Um, super cool game. I love it. I'm not going to play it on Nintendo Switch because I can play it on my PS4 or I can play it on my, well, I, I could play it on my PS4. I'm not going to play it on my PC because I'm not a mouse and keyboard guy. Uh, so so there you have it. Uh, what do you guys think of the rumors of the Nintendo Switch Pro? What do you think of uh, Mithra and Pyra? Are you going to be picking that fighter up for Smash Brothers? And finally, who is your legend that you're going to be playing as in Apex Legends on Nintendo Switch? Let me know in the comment section down below if you're watching this on the YouTube channel. And if not, uh, if you're listening to this on the podcast feed, then you know just hit me up on Twitter. I'm at RunJumpStomp. If you would like to get all of these episodes as well as my other stuff before everybody else, you can head on over to patreon.com slash runjumpstomp. Once you're there, you can join at the Buck a Month Club. That makes sure that you get absolutely zero ads in the show. Uh, Then there's the Early Access, which gives you all of the shows as soon as I'm done with them. Uh, which is going to be very useful to you if you're a fan of 143 Pixels because Season 5 just came out for that. And all of the episodes are available for patrons before they are available for everybody else. And then there is the producer tier. Those are people like Travis McGuire, Bowser, and John Eisenmenger. Uh, Thank you to each and every patron and every listener. Uh, You guys are awesome. And I will see you next time. Bye-bye.